It's Sunday, and that means it's time for another edition of After the Week with Denise Salcedo and Will Washington, who are on the wrong sides today. That's better. <laughs> uh, didn't even occur to me until I looked down and saw my name on the wrong side. But I'm Will Washington. I am one half of this show, and with me is the one and only Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing? Did you say Well Washington? Uh, did I say Well Washington? No, yeah, you I were couldn't. like, I couldn't hi, possibly. I'm Well Washington. And I'm like, Will what? can't say his own name. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good today, I guess. As a matter of fact, speaking of how good I'm doing, I just turned 35 this week. Woo! That's right, folks. I had a birthday. And you know what? I have to say, if I can make any recommendation to anybody out there, that is to get you a friend like Denise Salcedo. Let me tell you, folks. I am a really good friend. Nobody knows this. She is a really good friend and a really great gift giver. We're just going to give some demonstrations here today. First off, we've got a Mariah Carey air freshener. Does, what it does smells it like smell laundry like? soap, but I will say. I thought it smelled like honey Christmas. Uh, nope. It's, it's just standard air freshener stuff. But you know what? It's a Mariah Carey air freshener. And it was given to me by Denise Salceda for my birthday. But... You'd think that'd be it. Oh, no, folks. Then, after that arrived, Mariah Carey coffee mug. Look at this. It's got I love that one. Look at it. Honey, why you so obsessed with me? Uh, heartbreaker, vision of love. Uh, and let's see. All I, don't I want know for her. Christmas is passive income. I don't know her. Um, are you kidding me? Skinny legend. Beautiful crazy. This <laughs> is wonderful. Feels like I'm dreaming, but I'm not sleeping. Come on. I want to buy one for me, too. So if you see me with a mug, the (laughs) the exact same mug, you'll know why. But then she just didn't stop, right? Because then this button shows up all of a sudden. It's just where I carry button. Why not? I thought you didn't get that one for a second. Nope. I just stopped posting about them. But that didn't mean (laughs) I I didn't get them. But then, folks... Then she continues. See, she doesn't just know Last that I'm a Mariah Carey fan. Least. Last but not least, all of a sudden, this showed up. And look, I order so much stuff, like wrestling stuff, that sometimes I will just order and then, like, forget, right? Like, stuff will just show up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I did order this. And, like, when this initially showed up, I thought, eh, did I order that? I don't remember ordering that, but I must have because uh, the funny thing was, and I said this to Denise yesterday, but I forgot to say this yesterday. It came addressed to William Washington. <laughs> she, in the entire time I've known Denise, Never called me William, right? Everything else was addressed to Will Washington. So I was like, this must have been something I ordered because William Washington is what my credit card says. So that's how I order things. Your government name. That's my govy. But you know what? <laughs> she did order me the Hikarushita Halloween shirt. It's a great freaking design. It I is. love it. It is. So... Okay, so I have to say something. I had to get you a t-shirt because I could not, for the life of me, just give you an air freshener and a mug for a, for a birthday gift. Dude, I was happy with these. Are you kidding me? I was like, okay, I'd like to do things where you get a main gift and side gifts, you know? Uh-huh. And I didn't just want to give you an air freshener. 
I mean, honestly, so I, thought, it- well, I need to add to this gift. <laughs> and so it was funny because I went on awshop.com and I'm thinking, okay, what, what would Will want on here? And I was looking at it and I'm like, I really love this Sheeta shirt, but knowing Will, he's going to have that goddamn shirt already. <laughs> and so I creeped into uh, Phil's DMs and I'm like, hey, do you know, I don't know why I would assume he would know all your t-shirts, by the way. But I asked him like, would you know if, Will already has this shirt and he said uh I'll ask him if you want and I'm like okay he comes back like within a minute and he gives me an answer and then afterwards I'm like well would you know what size Will is <laughs> well you know what's funny okay I know that you are concerned about your weight and I knew that if I got you the wrong size or a size that you deemed insulting I was worried about that well I, I will say that it's going to be a bit of a loungy shirt because of the fact that this Blaine would have been Bill, he chose your size I know, this would have been the right size a month ago but you know what because well, in case i'm now down a little extra one day yes if i decide to, to head back in the other direction which i will say after last night's dinner i'm already like a pound and a half up but uh that said still keeping it slim so that's gonna be a loungy one because that would have fit me a month ago today i am back in a large and you know what folks again I just all tell I everybody say. i got you an extra large yeah i yeah, got you an you. extra large right yeah you got me an extra large but uh, i am... well, i just figured you're tall but that has more to do with width than a length no also length for sure length imagine if i got you a small and you look like you were wearing a crop top i mean I'm getting the abs back in order. That could be a case, but but I'm not there yet. Not there yet. Anyway, folks, I'm trying to like unblur the camera here because for whatever reason, it auto-focused on me, even though I have auto-focus turned off. Uh, folks, with this being after the week, don't forget that you can send us your super chats, your humper chats. Uh, no, we don't do humper chats. That's the thing I say on Fightful. Huh, super chats. Sorry. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Look, this is Denise's channel. I let you I'm host not- a show one time, Will. I is the second time, right? But I'm not used to hosting on your channel. Anyway, your super chats, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Uh, and if you're watching during the show, help support what we do here so that Denise Salcedo can continue to buy me gifts um, because this is a great thing. And the way that you can make that happen is by donating a super chat. We got a super chat right here from Poe SE1. It says Shinsuke Nakamura versus Great Muda is going to be uh, cool to see. Would be cool to see Muda in WWE for a one-off in the Royal Rumble or anything, really. I mean, that just broke this morning. Um, Most of the world was asleep when it came out, but Shinsuke Nakamura working Noah is huge. Uh, And this, just the idea of the entire wrestling world all of a sudden bridging these gaps. No, Will, don't go there. I do not think this is going to be no forbidden door thing. I think this is a one-time thing. Did New Japan Pro Wrestling and WWE's whole freaking Carl Anderson never open weight thing teach you anything, Will? I mean, I, I think that like I, 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 already well, thinking, oh, WWE's gonna buy Noah. Oh, this. Oh, that. No, it's not. That's not no, gonna I, I, happen. I do truly think the Carl Anderson stuff's a work. I think that they are. You think? Uh, yeah, I, I think would it's hope a work. so because it makes everybody look really bad. I, I think they're working um, through all of that. My my workometer is like way on the other side, and I thought you're officially on the. <laughs> it's a work. You're yes. the. It's a work Twitter side now. 
Well, that's the thing is most of the time I'm not. Most of the time I'm extremely uh, skeptical of works. But this is one of those instances where I truly think that um, Carl Anderson is definitely working the audience. I think he is going to work New Japan at some point. Um, but again, just the idea of things like this happening. This is much bigger than the much more than we've seen from the wrestling world pretty much ever and really it's just because of the fact that wwe is such an island when it comes to uh other companies and just the idea that this could even be remotely a thing it's it's exciting because all of a sudden now if the entire wrestling world has a bridge to each other that's the best thing do i think AWWE are ever going to work together Fuck no. But do I think that there's at least some gaps being bridged where we might see, I don't know, AEW guys on the same show as WWE guys? Also probably not. But what do we see? (laughs) Well, look it. I know that everybody here has hope. I know everyone's fantasy books, some sort of crossover matches. I get it. But I'm more on the side of I'll see, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. okay. Uh, WWE tends to keep to themselves. They can, they tend to be, like you said, their own island. And that's why I see it until I see it, I'll believe it. Okay. And I'm just expecting this to be a one off thing, obviously. And as a, I don't know, I see it as a, you know what, Shinsuke, you've been good to us. You've been doing your job, you've been doing what's been needed. Sure, go and do that match. It's going to be great. Congratulations. Uh, That could very well be it. But again, if it's successful, at the end of the day, they're going to do whatever makes them money. And if it is one of those things that ends up benefiting WWE in any way, you know they'll go down that road. Um, I'm not that confident (laughs) in that. Well, speaking of things that we're not confident in, uh, we got to talk about last week. So last week, I was not confident and the Broncos beating the Jets, but I took on the bet anyway. And so the way after the week works, of course, is that uh, we pick our top three things from the week, our top three favorite things, and those are our best and our number one worst thing of the week. Uh, The bet last week was, of course, that uh, uh, Denise Salcedo, Jets fan, Will Washington, unfortunate Broncos fan. Although this morning the Broncos did beat the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, over hey, in I, London. Hey, I'm representing the Jaguars. That gets you nowhere here, Will. Oh, no. I was just going to say eat it, Tony. But um, <laughs> as far you should as... should DM and be like, eat it, Tony. <laughs> I mean, look, he, he flew. Did you? Uh... Did you? No, I didn't. Yeah. No, but, it, would be, um... <laughs> it would be like, I, I think it's one thing to like troll each other about your team losing, but when you own the team, <laughs> maybe not so much, right? Like if I, I own the Jets and you came at me with suck, I'd be like, shut the fuck up, Will. I fucking hate you. God damn it. You're fired. I don't know. I would be so pissed. Yeah. So either way, uh, Broncos did win this morning. So it was nice to get that win out of the way before this show. Uh, so that was also good. I was worried that it was about to go into overtime had they not scored that last touchdown and it ended up being a field goal. But anyway, so last week, the Jets handily slaughtered the Broncos. The bet was that I would give up one of my picks. So uh, this week, I only get two in my best of and my one worst. So I only get to say three things. Denise gets three bests. And one worst. No, you got it wrong. No, four. Four best. Four best. And one worst. Yes. Except 
but I have a favor to ask of you. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I will only do this if you approve. Okay. Can I swap an extra favorite for an extra worse? I do. That's where you're going with this. Because <laughs> out of all the weeks to have an extra favorite, it was slim pickings for me this week. I'm uh, sorry. There was not a lot that I really loved this week. And I'm upset that this was the week I have an extra favorite pick. So I want to switch it to an extra worse. That's fine. Denise Salcedo gets two worse this week. I still have to stick with my... I'm not giving up my worst, though, So uh, because I've got... No, you're so. still fine. You still get yes. your two best, your one worst, and well, I, I wasn't get sure if you were taking. Best. I wasn't no, sure it... if I was taking back a best and giving you my worst, but that's fine. No, you stay as is, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'll stay as is. I'll stay as is. Although it would make sense if we did it the other way. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly, by the way, says, uh, Hey, guys, I've asked SRS and WrestleTalk this, but I wanted a female's perspective. Denise, have you seen Alexa's interview with Metro on how the hate and cruelty affects her, and does this mean she leaves the industry entirely in 2023? I unfortunately have not seen the interview. Um, did you see it? what was said? Um, I saw the headlines in that, I mean, she basically talked about the stuff that said about her online and just some of the cruelty and how, um, know, wrestling fans stink, uh, and they, they make it hard to, to want to do this every week. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. And Alexa Bliss being at the level of fame that she is. And, uh, obviously I would know more if I actually read the article, but just off of knowing what it's like to get so much hate, especially when you're a woman, like, man, if anybody here was worried about sexism, sexism dying, don't worry. It's alive and well, it is thriving, which is terrible to say, but it's true. Uh, and the comments that I know that she was getting, especially surrounding, uh, everything with, uh, the fiend character and, you know, everything with Bray Wyatt and all of that, I know that she was getting a lot of hate and it was really weird because I'm like why are you guys directing that hate at her she's just a person showing up to work and doing her job that's it and I remember seeing that hate uh, that was the one that I mostly saw uh, I don't know what other additional hate she may be getting so I pulled up the the article just so I can give some uh, more direct quotes. She says, uh, we are emotionally exhausted. We are mentally exhausted. We are physically exhausted, but we're doing it to entertain everyone else. And she said, but the critics are making the worst comments about someone as a person. Um, I agree that everyone should have the right to speak their opinion, but when you talk about us as human beings, people, and not our characters, that's where the line stops, and I don't feel like that's okay. Uh, but we do it because we love what we do. We love entertaining people. It's really disheartening and heartbreaking when we are putting our all out there. Well, I mean, she's 100% true. I mean, you know, every time we come on here and we talk about, oh, this shit sucked, right? It's got to be the character. You're not saying, oh, right. you know, Lexi, the real person sucks. No, it's like whoever the character that you're talking about, right? Like that's what you're talking about. And I think that unfortunately some people are not all there. Because I've seen the comments. I know what people put on social media. And sometimes they're not all there. And they'll write things. And unfortunately, it, you have to, you know, I don't want to speak for anyone say, oh, someone has thick skin, someone doesn't have thick skin. But you legitimately have to have, like, grow freaking layers of thick skin on top of each other constantly. Because if not, reading bad comments can mess you up. There was a week. 
And I'm not going to give any details as to what that week was. But there was one week a couple months ago that got really, really bad for me, like bad, where it was hundreds of comments, people just directing like the worst things that you can say to a person uh, to me. And they were attacking me from all angles of, you know, hating me because I'm an American, hating me because I'm Mexican, hating me because I'm a woman, hating me because of the way I talk, hating me because of the way I act. And I constantly learned that you there are, you know, guys get hate too. I don't want to I don't want to make sure I want to make sure that I don't diminish the hate that guys get because they do. But it is a different type of hate, though. And it is very, very clear. And one of the things that I've noticed about women is you are not allowed to have an opinion. The second you have an opinion, they hate you. You'll notice that if you don't get any hate, chances are it's because you're not pressing anyone's buttons. You're not saying anything that you shouldn't be saying. And people don't like that. On top of that, we're talking more specifically about Alexa Bliss here. People need to separate the care. If you hated everything that she was doing with the Lily doll, fine. You know what? The Lily doll sucked. Whatever you want to say. But there are going to be those few people, and this is not everybody as a whole, but there are going to be those few people that can't separate that and take things to the extreme. And sometimes you just don't know who's behind that. It could be a 14-year-old who hasn't even developed, you know, a mature brain yet going out there and putting all of this crap on the internet. Meanwhile, you're soaking it in and you're seeing all this stuff and it's coming probably from a 14-year-old. And it's stuff like that you have to to sometimes take a step back and look at where people are coming from and why they're probably sending you all of this hate. The other thing too with social media and uh, just everything in general will, and you'll see this, is because when someone is a celebrity like Alexa Bliss, you think, okay, I can say shit to them and who the fuck cares, right? Because they're a celebrity. That's what people think. But what they don't know is that's still a real person going and looking and reading all of these comments and you're just seeing it come in and you really have to uh, do whatever you need to do to find some sort of way to block it. But when it comes to be too much, I can definitely get why she's pissed off and why that would be something that would, you know, be something to talk about. For sure. Um, I, I made a commitment a long time ago and uh, I stick with this because I get it from people all the time who are like, well, how could you review this match or how could you like this match when this person's done such and such? And I made a commitment a while ago to say that it is exhausting to try and uh, assess professional wrestling from the standpoint of the people behind the characters. I can't that, that it, you can find yourself going down such a rabbit hole and like, that's just one thing you're not going to get out of me as far as any of the podcasts I do is that I, I try to keep all of this stuff strictly about what we see on screen and the performers we see on screen. Because otherwise, if I start trying to get into people's political views, if I start trying to get into people's um, personal stuff and trying to attack them personally for who they are on screen, I, I, I'm doing too much at that point. So um, my commitment as far as any of the podcasting stuff you see here is that uh, I'm going to keep it about the show. <laughs> I'm going to keep it as much about it as possible unless um, something happens where something outside of the... Where it's absolutely necessary. Well, no, unless it affects what's happening on screen, right? Okay. Like, obviously, I had to talk about CM Punk, right, and the Elite. That's a thing that I could never avoid talking about because it ended up affecting what happened on screen. We ended up not seeing CM Punk and the Elite. That's stuff I'm going to talk about. But if it's strictly like... Oh, did you see how this guy voted? Did you see what this guy tweeted? I have to stay as far from that as possible 
simply because that gets exhausting. I can't, I can't do that. Um, and I recommend that highly. I think you'll find more enjoyment out of pro wrestling if you can truly separate the performers from the people. That's it. Uh, I get it, man. I get it. We just got to do better as people. But you know what? There, we just can't control everybody, unfortunately. Yeah. A couple more Super Chats. Uh, this one is from the uh, Will Meister, which says, Just got a notification for After the Show with Denise and Will. I think you meant After the Week. That's okay. Um, I think I'd remember if I had a show with Denise Salcedo. Um, also, apparently, I'm the only one who didn't know emma was coming back to wwe um well that that's news good had, for you though yeah, it's good that you didn't know uh i will say that had kind of been slipping out a little bit throughout the week uh when it was noted that tenille dashwood was finishing up with impact um look hunter is on a mission to get his people back that's what it really is more than anything else is uh, the one thing he hasn't done yet, and which is why I said this on Grapsity yesterday, why you can't really compare Tony Khan debuts to Triple H returns is because Hunter is bringing back people that he had booked, that were under his umbrella, that were under his guidance. And uh, he's doing a lot of that. Pretty much even the people that are rumored to be returning. It's all people that Hunter had experience with. Whereas what AEW does is more bringing people in that uh into a brand new ecosystem right so like it, it's comparable in the sense of like they pop crowds but beyond that uh i think it's two entirely different things when they happen and uh, i think they produce entirely different results so i don't know also right now right now we need more surprises and more returns on the wwe side of things because it is freaking slim pickings uh for the roster so uh i'm all for more people coming in right now they need more people right. have you seen like how uh slim the women's smackdown division is like it, there's like nobody and I i'm know. like thinking it's... oh my god ronda rousey's your champion and you got nobody for her <laughs> nothing now, um, I mean, I, I am interested in what it's going to look like because I have a feeling once the returns run out, Hunter will start going for some debuts. But uh, I don't know what the debuts are going to look like. He hasn't brought in anybody new yet, and I'm curious what that's going to be like. Um, we'll see. So we'll, we'll see. see. Who... Look, they got, they're doing two things. You, they've got their uh, nil, their nil program, their next in line program. And then they can also, if they want, pick people up from the Indies, you know? So they've got some options. They, yeah, there. they have options. They just haven't done it yet. But Tamala, by the way, says spread love, not hate people. Thank you, Tamala. Uh, and we got this one from Amir that says, Hey, Will, think you need to have a talk with Denise for thinking your family would put tools up another man's ass. Oh, yes. Okay. We need to talk about that because well, you know bro, it's on my list. It's on my list. It's on my list. Okay. So, don't you worry. <laughs> uh, so let's begin. With... Although that did take me a second. I'm like, oh, what is I he know, talking about? I didn't about? know what I'm you like, were talking I about. Will. Well, I know, I didn't know what you were talking about and what that was about until I read it out loud. Also, like... <laughs> we should state on this podcast you're hosting today's show because I woke up 20 minutes ago, so I'm not really all there yet. Nope, she is not. Uh, she literally crawled over at the beginning. She's like, okay, well, let's go. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I am hosting. So, starting with Denise's third best pick of the week, since I don't have a third best, we're going to begin with Denise. Denise, what's your third best? All right. So, I'm going to give this one, and I had a couple of options here. 
Um, but I'm gonna have to go with oh, okay. I'm gonna have to go with Willie Mack and Mike Bailey. And this was from last night's GCW, uh, the Hit 'Em Up show. So for those of you who caught the GCW show, you know exactly why this is on my list. All right. So first and foremost, uh, I've said this a million times. I sound like a broken record already, Will, but Bailey has been doing the like top notch work that I've seen. Like he is. The man is consistent, okay? So he went in there with Willie Mack, and they had an, a bomb-ass match. Fast-paced. The crowd was interested in it. Uh, Willie Mack hits things with such intensity and such power. Like, I can't even describe to you. Uh, the crowd was going nuts for this match. And just to kind of paint you a little picture here, um, I thought that Willie Mack even got one of the biggest, like, crowd reactions of the night aside from like you know your nick gage uh who's going to get um you know obviously a massive reaction especially one year of being gone from la and this was his first show back in la um for gcw so that was huge too but um for willie mack you know he's not someone you see often on gcw he just you know left impact wrestling not too long ago and has been going back and taking you know um, grabbing the bull by its horns and, you know, doing his indie bookings and all of that. So he's going out there and kind of very making a name for himself, you know? And so you can't help but to admire that. And he's always been one of my favorite wrestlers, period. So kind of seeing him go in there and like kill it with Mike Bailey was awesome. On top of that, you know, I go to so many shows, Will, and I see a lot of good matches, but it's not always, unless you're in Mexico, which I was just in Mexico, it's not always here in the U.S. that when a match is so good that they always throw money in, that doesn't happen very often, okay? Some people may think it does. It doesn't. And it's been uh, quite a few shows that I don't recall the last time that I saw money get thrown into the ring besides the Ray Phoenix, uh, Ijo Devi Kingo match. That one doesn't count. I'm talking about the American shows that I've been to. Um, I haven't seen money get thrown into the ring in quite some time. Last night, people were making sure to throw money into the ring for this match because it was freaking good. So this is the one I got to give my third best. If you didn't watch GCW last night and you want to watch a really good match, uh, this one's it. Uh, I saw some clips of this match floating around on Twitter. Was that where that all-time great stunner cell from yes. Uh, yes. Mike Bailey got? Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I guess I won't necessarily spoil what. And yes, I will. Uh, but basically, I had, uh, maybe I have seen it, but I've never seen it that impressively. But uh, Willie Mack hits a stunner on, um, on Mike Bailey. And Mike Bailey backflips out of it. So, like, it is that and lands um, chest down. An all time great sell of a stunner. Uh, just phenomenal looking stuff. I haven't seen the rest of the match. I'll check that out on Dude, Bailey your does some stuff where you're like, how the hell did you I get know, from that position to that position? What? <laughs> Speedball Mike Bailey has had a phenomenal year. Uh, Righteous Reg would say that he's probably his wrestler of the year this year. Um, and with probably good cause. Yeah, everything He's I've seen there. at Bailey this year has been just absolutely A-plus stuff. I'd be in. So I'll check Thumbs it out. Thumbs up. Now, we just get to skip right over me this time. So, Denise, what's your second best pick of the week? <laughs> My second best pick of the week. All right, this one's going to go to the Elite Disappearance video. 
what why did no, you shock? okay yeah because it's good stuff I okay well i had to put it on this list because it was like one of the main things to talk about for dynamite this week everybody wanted to talk about their theories what are they doing here what's going on and this to me was a big deal because well we haven't seen or heard from the elite on television we didn't know what was happening we didn't know they were you know anything we didn't know anything we were just going off of what was being reported and what was being said we didn't have anything official or concrete just yet and this is the most official thing we've gotten and this even though they're supposed to be disappearing and they're teasing that you know the elite in AEW is gone and this and that right everything that you're supposed to take from that video and Clearly, the main takeaway should be the elite is going to be returning. The elite is back. They have clearly made some sort of amends based on the fact that they're out here doing this video. Uh, so this, to me, was good for the simple fact that we now know to expect the elite back in AEW. And maybe some people were already expecting them from the very, very beginning, but you just never really know. So uh, that's why this one has to be second best of the week for me because it gave us something really great to talk about for Dynamite. People were excited about it. And I also want to put over uh, the uh, creativity behind it. The video to me almost felt like it could have been a Netflix documentary teaser trailer because it was kind of sad. And, and you know, they're showing all of these uh, sound bites from their past interviews and they go as far back to show footage from that first press conference that they did that feels now like 20 years ago but you're seeing all of these moments on screen and they're thriving and then all of a sudden they disappear i liked it and then obviously everybody was talking about uh i'm not a superhero fan but every i saw the movie infinity war infinity war infinity wars that, that movie, everybody was talking about that because of the little disappearing thing. And so clearly Thanos, that popped into everybody. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the movie, Will. I saw the movie. I was forced to see the movie, but I saw it. Did you um, see Endgame? So you know they all came back? Except yeah, I for... watched. Okay. Don't ask me how I watch all these movies, but to be, I know I'm going to insult some people right now. So I'm just going to yeah, say Yeah, me, because I'm okay, a big well, Marvel I'll fan. You, let's Will. go. Yeah, let's go. Bring I it. go to these because my husband likes them, okay? He's taking me to all of them. Who the fuck else is he going to take to the movies? He better not be taking anybody else but me, okay? The point is, all the movies are exactly the same. They are all a blur to me of the exact same thing, okay? The exact same thing. I cannot paint. I cannot tell you, oh, this specific thing happened in this one movie and this specific thing happened in one movie. Because it's all the same thing. There's a big bad villain and he's so awful and he's the worst. And oh my God, no one could take this villain down. And then they're like, we can. And then they go and they take that villain down and everybody's like, oh, they did it. That is every Marvel movie to me. <laughs> Will, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. Like, I'll go and I'll enjoy myself. I'm the most casual Marvel viewer you'll ever know. I will say this, though. My favorite is Iron Man because he's so freaking hot. So I will so go watch his movies. I don't care. Like, I will be pissed if I don't get taken to go watch his movies. He's hot as hell. Well, did you see Endgame? Because you're not going to get another one of those. Um, I but... don't remember. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. Was that the one that came out after Infinity Wars? Yeah. Where he okay, fucking then... died. Yeah, well, I watched it. And I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that the one where Captain America was like super old or something? Uh-huh. 
Okay, yeah, at I the did very watch end? that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I remember not being too thrilled about it, but I didn't really care enough to really care. I cried twice in that movie. Twice in that movie. <laughs> Talking about all the same, all the same. No, They're all the same. <laughs> They're not They're all, all the same. same. I mean, yes, yes, they are. They are the same in the sense that literally all movies are the same, Denise. Um, that at some point, they... <laughs> okay, so every movie's the same. Yes, like every movie follows mostly that formula that you're talking about. That said, they're great. And I think the part of why they're so great is that... Uh, now, I will say, I'm not a big Phase 4 fan. So far, the Phase 4 movies haven't really Is that Fantastic done... Four? No, uh, just the last... They, the movies were released in phases. So they were the oh. first... They did the first phase from like 2008 to 2012. And then Phase 2 for 2012 to 2014 then 2014 to 20 um either way they've been in phases right so we're currently in phase four um but the thing about each phase in the marvel movies is that they've all built to something and right now phase four doesn't feel like it's building to anything it doesn't feel like there's i'm waiting for that every movie is going to culminate in one big movie in the end like the others have and so I'm kind of like, it's like wrestling for me i'm like what am i here for i'm just kind of here just doing this thing each movie but at the end i'm not finding myself like ready for the next movie the way I was before. All of that said though, part of what's made the movie so great is the fact that they felt like they rewarded viewers for being involved and watching each one prior. That they've they they they're really good about references, rewards, little things like that uh for the viewer that Yeah, and see that sucks for viewers like me. <laughs> when I have to go and be like, "What's who's that? Who's that? You have any idea how annoying that is? Who's that? Oh, What's I'm sure that? it's annoying for that? your husband. Uh, yeah, he just tells me, shh, shh, I'll tell you later. Shh, shh. And I'm like, well, then fuck it. I'm not interested well, in this movie where, no Like, more. were you in the theater? When, I was in the theater when, watching I was gonna these say, movies. When Captain America, when he was able to hold Thor's hammer, when Mjolnir came to him, when he was able to hold it, the theater I was in erupted, of course, mainly because... I don't remember, We Will. spent, like, five movies maybe two, two other movies kind of establishing that it was possible. The last time Captain America attempted to grab it was in um, Age of Ultron, where he able he inched it. And it was like a, oh, can he hold the hammer? We don't know. And then all of a sudden when he does, that was a reward for people who have, ah, this is a wasted conversation. No, I, I already know ones. you don't give if a they're shit. they're funny, I'm interested. <laughs> if they're not funny and it's just all action and too much talking, then I'm bored. <laughs> I like Guardians of the Galaxy. That I was going to say, Guardians is, is that, that probably That's right Marvel too, right? Yes, Making it's time sure. to okay. hold. You've seen all of this. <laughs> I know, but I don't remember this stuff. I'm not a fan. Okay, either way. Like, I all watch the... all the movies, but that's my extent. Like, I show up, I'm present, and then the second I leave, I don't think about it anymore. Because uh... It's just not something that appeals to me that makes me want to say I'm such a big fan of this. No, like, you know, there's things that you're, you become a fan of and you carry with you and you become obsessed. That's never happened to me with Marvel or DC or any of this other stuff. I'm just not that interested. That's, that's fine. I'm yeah, like the moms. I, I, I'm like I the moms that I've... take their little kids to go watch it. <laughs> except it's your husband. <laughs> and don't even care, except it's my husband. Has he dragged you through uh, She-Hulk yet? I don't think so. No, is that the TV show? Yeah. No, no. Okay. We don't watch the same TV shows. No. I was going to say that that one might be a little at least, We're maybe so slightly different. Even with our wrestling taste, we watch different wrestling, we argue about things. It's great. Yeah, that's 
<laughs> that's great actually uh, but uh so all that said like i figure i don't know i i feel like there's two shows up your alley the chat's mentioning that you should give a chance to peacemaker um, i see i i did watch the movie peacemaker well was it a, a movie it was, was a show, it a show? He no was i watched, in, well, he he watched... in um the suicide well, when they get off movie. on the island yeah so he was in the movie but then yes, he also had a spin-off one. show uh so the show i only watched one episode and i got it i didn't really care too much for it but the actual movie that he was in that that one i did enjoy i had a good time watching that one okay so on the topic of the elite video so i got a text earlier in the day that all it said was i hear the battle cry with shifting eyes emoji and i'm like oh what's happening here and I was like, okay, so that tells me something's happening with Kenny. And then all of a sudden, I just started getting inundated with information of like, uh, I think the elite might be like here backstage. Um, and somebody had said, I see Don Callis around and he would not be here if Kenny and the Bucks weren't here. And so at that point, I'm like, oh my God, something's happening tonight. And then PW Insider, of course, first reported that the elite were indeed in the building fightful had dropped the information about um don Callis, and so it was one of those things where like i spent so i i was having my birthday party during dynamite so i didn't i just had dynamite on in the background and i was mostly just trying to entertain guests and then i catch out the corner of my eye i see the elite on my screen and i'm like whoa what's happening here and then i see him disappear and I, i'm like okay pause everything i don't give a shit about any of these people here i need to know what's happening with the elite and i literally like um my friend took a picture of me she said i was like a child just standing in front of the tv just like glued to it like what is this i don't know what this is i know they're back but what are they gonna do my gut says they're just gonna come back face death triangle beat them for the trios titles fine uh, and resume where things were supposed to be left off. But there's a piece of me that would love it, absolutely love it, if, like, we've got this tournament they just announced on Rampage. We only know two of the participants. I would love it if Kenny entered that tournament. Uh, it was a tournament he won two years ago, and it led to him becoming AEW World Champion. It would be amazing if he was in that again, and we could get some kind of build to that. But the fact that my... Gut feeling says they return at full gear, but also there's three dynamites left till full gear. I think they could be back before then. So are they trying to tell the story that they're done with AEW based on that video or that no. just their legacy was, what are they, because with the disappearing, what was your take from that? What was uh, your my take, take from, from them disappearing was, and them deleting the, you know, the logo the, afterwards? Right. So my take from that is basically just trying to answer the question because I think, for viewers who aren't so internet savvy, and there's a lot of them. Um, I talk to people at shows every once in a while who are like, yeah, I don't really like follow internet stuff. I just watch the show. And this is at AEW shows. Like people think that AEW is just like an internet audience. It's not true. There are a lot of people, like when you think about how big wrestling communities online are and then think about how many viewers Dynamite gets. If Dynamite gets a million viewers and the biggest wrestling community is like 200,000 people, there's still a large majority of people who aren't following that stuff. And so one of the big criticisms of AEW has been they did not address whatsoever where the elite has been. The Bucks have literally been a part of this show every week since day one and all of a sudden aren't here anymore. Kenny, 
not here anymore. Last time we saw them, they literally, if you only follow Dynamite, literally the last Dynamite you saw before All Out was you saw them beat um, uh, Aussie Open and uh, Will Ospreay. And then the following week, they're gone. And so uh, they're not, and they're just stripped of titles and they're not mentioned again. I feel like this video was almost kind of addressing that of like, here are these guys who have been such a big part of AEW and they've just been disappearing. They just disappeared. Where did they go? How can you have all elite wrestling? And that's why when the logo disappeared, the first thing that disappears is the E. And it was like, all elite wrestling hasn't had its elite in these last few weeks. Where have they gone? And I feel like it was just trying to address that with fans of, yeah, these guys have just disappeared. Where did they go? And... And we also uh, had that mention from Hangman Page when he said his yeah. friends were disappearing. Yes. And somebody in the chat mentioned, do we get being the elite this week? I don't know. But I do I know. I hope not. I want <laughs> them to wait. Whenever they come out, like whenever they return, return, physical in their physical form. I mean, I don't. if we do, I don't think they're in it. But the fact is they were backstage. So they were at least in the position to record stuff uh, backstage in where were they this week they were I was gonna in... say, well how much recording did they have to do this we're all like it was a montage of past things yeah but i mean but either they either way they were there yeah um, yeah yeah hold on where were they this week uh it's an arena they've been in like frequently and i can't for the life of me remember what arena it was um it's gonna drive me nuts someplace ah. in the east coast yeah, it was <laughs> my bet. Oh, 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 uh, um, Norfolk, Virginia. That was it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was no, going to say Virginia, but then I'm like, nah, they were just there. They were yeah. just there. So, I don't remember. Look, man, if it ain't Los Angeles, I ain't going to remember it. <laughs> Let's talk about my second best pick of the week. So, as I mentioned, folks, I had a birthday this week. And having my birthday this week, one of the things that was supposed to happen on my birthday was that uh, my dear cousin, and for those who don't know that, because I don't think I've mentioned it on this show, my dear cousin, Mr. Swerve Strickland, hey, look, I'm wearing a Swerve City shirt, uh, Swerve Strickland, was supposed to come out to Colorado, where I live, for my birthday. He was going to be out here on Friday, and we were going to go to a concert uh, yesterday at Red Rocks to go see um, Flatbush Zombies at Red Rocks. And it was going to be cool. A couple weeks beforehand, um, I was informed by Mr. Strickland that he would not be able to make it after all because uh, he had to do something for Rampage that week. And I thought, okay, um, that's that's a bummer, but I know your career, job, wrestling comes first. What is he going to be doing for Rampage, though? I'm curious what he could possibly have to do on Rampage. And when the Rampage card was announced and he's not on it, I was like almost a little annoyed of like, What's he going to be doing at Rampage? I don't even know what it's going to be. And then we found out what Swerve Strickland had to be doing at Rampage this week. Swerve Strickland was busy kidnapping Philly Gunn. Um, and that's why he couldn't make Rampage this week. Rampage saw Keith Lee very quickly squash Serpentico. Um, was, that's it. It was a quick squash. And I'm sure he went backstage and transformed into John Cruz and did more Spanish stuff for AEW. But, uh, so, after that, the Acclaimed makes their way to the ring, but no rap. Crowd boos when uh, they say they're not going to rap. 
Uh, and they said, but they've got a more pressing concern. Where's Billy Gunn? And we, Keith Lee doesn't know. But then we cut to some footage backstage where Swerve Strickland has kidnapped Billy Gunn, has him tied up, and it's in very Joker in the Dark Knight fashion. In case you don't remember, Denise, and superhero movies don't stick with you, uh, in the Dark Knight, the Joker did yeah, indeed do Yeah, thank you for mentioning this, because I didn't know either. <laughs> the Joker did the ransom videos where he's... Uh, He's all up in the camera. He's controlling the camera. And it was very Heath Ledger's Joker-esque. And he has Billy tied up. And he tells Billy, he has the pliers, and he tells Billy that he's going to make sure he never scissors again. And then we see him do something behind. We're not sure what that is. I know what that is. No, I know what it was. But I'm curious now, Denise, because I apparently should have watched this week's Speak Now Pro Wrestling. Denise, what did you think happened here? Okay, well, let me explain here this thing really quickly, (laughs) all right? Okay. Yes. We all know Billy Gunn and Daddy Ass. We we know this stuff, right? Okay. Yes. So he has has the man tied up, and he has his hands behind his back. And you've got to think about the positioning of that camera. They didn't show anything below probably about, like, right here, his shoulder. And you just see Swerve do, like, this. Ah, and you just see Billy Gunn going, ah. You know? And I'm thinking, where did he put that damn freaking uh, pliers at? He was where- breaking his fingers. They didn't make that clear. They did not what? make that clear. What? What? He I said, he I'm going to make sure you never scissor. He shouldn't. He said, I'm going to make sure you never scissor again. Bro, they should have zoomed out a little bit and showed him, like, show, like doing something with his hands. Wrestling's fake. He's not actually breaking his fingers, but they that's supposed to be the implication. <laughs> Will. <laughs> Will. It wasn't until we came back to this regular screen, and I forgot who on commentary said uh, that he had got in his hands or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. But it didn't come across that way. It looked like he violated the poor man. I was ready to start praying for Billy Gunn, you know? I just thought, why am I seeing this on my TV? This is just too mean. This is just too horrible. This is just too dark. Uh, I was judging. I was judging a little bit, Will. So I'll say this. I know people will say, well, Will, I thought you're not into the spooky and supernatural, but that's a little bit of what this was. Disagree. And people were throwing that at me yesterday. Um, Good job. I'm just going to sit back. So uh, I will say that I have been very into uh, Swerve's descent into the dark side, that uh, he has continually been lured by doing the wrong thing when necessary. I thought... FTR versus Swerve. Really, my pick is just Swerve this week. And that I thought FTR versus Swerve in our glory was a phenomenal match. Um, Probably my second favorite FTR match on TV this year. And uh, I love the story being told. I love the story being told of that these guys are getting wins, but it's because Swerve is cutting corners. That he hit a low blow on Dax Harwood that Keith Lee didn't see. It's one thing for a team 
to be lured to the dark side and to turn, but for only one half of it to be doing so, and for Keith Lee to not be okay with any of this, I'm enjoying this. Um, it's very Sting and Luger-esque uh, from 1995, in which, um, for those unaware, there prior to the NWO, there was a story in which Lex Luger had turned heel. He was still tag team partners with Sting. Sting, ultimate babyface, and... Everybody on Earth is trying to tell Sting, you cannot trust Luger. But Sting's like, nah, that's my guy. That's my boy. And they would do little things. One of the most, the, the best, most clever thing they ever did was during their entrance, Sting would always be a couple of steps ahead, high-fiving fans. And Lex Luger would be behind him, just like flipping the fans off and like scoffing at the fans. And then when Sting would turn around, Lex Luger would go, oh, no, I'm just high-fiving the fans. I love the fans. They're so great. And I feel like this is very reminiscent of that and they never really got to finish that because the nwo pretty much kind of came around and it was like okay actually we've got a better angle here so we're going to scrap all of that um and i want to see this play out i know that there are long-term plans for this storyline and for this angle and uh so far i'm enjoying it this where do you draw the line will what if he starts throwing fireballs and has like oil coming out of his eyeballs oh then we're done then it's over at that point. That's, that's where the line is drawn. Is that, look, I can take, I will always take it as far because professional wrestling is essentially like once stuff happens outside of the ring, like crimes are literally being committed. Look, Jungle Boy literally tried to run over Christian Cage. Like wrestling has almost prided itself on like committing crimes. So in this case, Swerve abducting Billy Gunn and taking him somewhere and breaking his fingers. Eh, that's actually not even the worst thing I've ever seen in pro wrestling as far as uh, awful things being done to people. It's when we start to reach the realm of, oh, this person can now possess somebody or they're having hallucinations, but we can for some reason see that what they're hallucinating. Then I'm like, okay, we're doing too much here. Or the biggest, uh, the biggest offender to me, teleportation uh then at that point we've done too much but so far we're not there this was more psychological and i can deal with psychological i liked swerve this week i thought he was doing great stuff that was my favorite of the week second your favorite. second fa second favorite yes second favorite all right so now we're on to first favorites no we're on to the worsts for now. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I forgot yeah. our own our own method. Oh, and I get two worse this week. That's Hell yeah! Right. So all right, let, well, let's go. Let's go, Denise, because you get to first start with your second worst of the week. Oh shit! Okay, my second worst of the week. I'm gonna give it to AEW Rampage. I know you gave it to them last week. I'm giving uh -huh. it to them this week uh, because I didn't mind last week's show. And when you put it up there, I thought, you know what? I actually thought that was one of the better uh, AEW rampages that we had. And I get it, but I totally got what you said last week where it was like, well, you know, this wasn't piggybacking off of the, uh, you know, a dynamite. It was its own standalone show. So with that being said, you were right. But I actually thought this week's AEW rampage was a lot worse because I didn't think much even happened. Like, I know we had And John it was Moxley. live again, by the way. I know, and, and I know we had John Moxley on the card. Great, but look, I don't want to sound terrible saying this, but I don't want to see John Moxley versus Matt Menard. I want to see John Moxley against people that I feel are, you know, a little bit higher up on the roster, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's just the best way to say that, all right? When they announced the tournament, 
I didn't think that just announcing Dante Martin and Ethan Page was enough. I think they should have either started with a big name or they should have just given us everybody on the tournament. Uh, I couldn't get excited about just Dante Martin and Ethan Page being announced because they're not, I know they're not going to win the tournament. And if they do, okay, great. But I don't know that, I don't believe in that they're going to win the tournament. So for me, it was kind of a little bit of a letdown. The Keith Lee squash, nothing to care about. Uh, the One of the highlights besides, uh, you know, the swerve thing and Billy Gunn was the Matt Taven Wardlow match. And even then, I thought it was fine. Uh, I, the only reason why I even really cared about this match in the first place was because I'm just happy that they're switching up the method that they've been doing the pretty much the exact same match with Wardlow. And this to me felt like besides the Brian Cage match, this match was, uh, you know, different. So I loved the main event. The main event was perfectly fine, but I didn't like anything else on the show. It was just a show and I didn't feel like I, I could have reviewed this show in five minutes. Yeah. Um, I, I'm supposed to I, I take it's supposed to take me half hour to review this show. There was nothing to talk about. And so I'm starting to feel like, should I be tuning into Rampage on a weekly basis? And you shouldn't be having me think thinking, should I tune into Rampage on a weekly basis? You should be like, Denise, damn it, you need to tune into Rampage every weekend. This is why. I don't feel that way. And one of the things that I mentioned was Rampage is not supposed to, you know, obviously it's not going to be your flagship show like Dynamite. But think about some of the stuff that's happened on Rampage. The biggest one being, and I know everybody's, you know, whatever, but CM Punk debuted on Rampage. Think about that. And now, like, this is, this to me just, it feels like a lower tier and you don't want it to feel that way. You want it to feel like an extension. Uh, I can agree with that. I'll, I'll say this about the CM Punk thing. Um, I think that was more circumstantial. Because, right, of course. But, but, but it still uh, happened uh, on the show. I know, it did. But I, I'll, I'll give a little bit of credit to the fact that when Tony Khan was first asked about doing Rampage, uh, and it was back in 2020, and he was said, he was asked, you know, don't you feel like a second show hurt WCW? Um, when they brought in or when they started doing Thunder and like, can you manage two shows the way WWE is able to manage SmackDown? People were comparing it to Thunder and SmackDown. And Tony Khan had said in that interview, he was specifically like, well, I think it's going to be more akin to Sunday Night Heat was what he had said. And so that's always been in my brain since he said that. But then I remember like the CM Punk thing was more so they wanted to do United Center, but had like months of Dynamite already booked. So it was like, how do we fit in a United Center event here for the return of CM Punk unless we do it on Rampage? And so I think that was just more circumstantial because of the fact that still Dynamite was already... Show, it still happened on that show. Can't and it take did, it back. It happened you can't on take the show. It back. But I think the intention was always supposed to be that it was more akin to early Sunday Night Heat and not... Either way, I agree with you. Um, because I do think that Rampage... Because early Sunday Night Heat was even... Like, Rock and Triple H fought on early Sunday Night Heat. It was supposed to be more of, like, a Raw spillover show. It was like, whatever we couldn't fit on Raw this week, Sunday Night Heat is what we're going to fit on this show. And I feel like that's what Rampage started out as, of, like, it's the third hour of Dynamite. That's what they always said, was that it was what we couldn't get in Dynamite. Now it doesn't necessarily feel that way. Um, and I know a big piece of that is the missing talent in the Bucks in in. Uh, Kenny and all that but still this is a standalone show you could have sold um, a lot more on that I'll say this I was intrigued on Rampage by everything that didn't occur in the ring which as an in-ring guy is 
egregious to me uh, because I am all about competition. I am all about the, the spirit of competition and wrestling in the ring. This show saw an uninteresting match between Moxley and Matt Menard. But then I thought the Stokely stuff with Lee Moriarty was very interesting. Then we saw um, uninteresting match between Serpentico and Keith Lee. It was a squash. It was gone. But then the stuff afterwards with the acclaimed and Swerve, very interesting. I wasn't interested in uh, Matt Taven versus um, versus Wardlow. I thought the match was okay. I thought it it built on itself, and I think it was different. As you said, it was different from this typical Wardlow match. But by the end, I was like, okay, that was expected. Nothing spectacular happened here. But on the other hand, Powerhouse Hobbs coming out and motioning for the TNT title. Very interested in that. So it was like the show had interesting stuff, but none of it occurred in the ring. And none of it was actually a part of the the core piece of the show. Because also we had – I skipped over a women's match because we also saw Ty Mello take on Madison Rain. Also a match. Wasn't all that interesting. And so – but on the other hand, I was interested in – that workout video by Jade Cargill. Holy shit. Who just cuts a promo while working out? That was cool as hell. Rampage had cool stuff to me, but ultimately it was built around uninteresting stuff. And that to me was the crime that was committed by Rampage. Because again, you sold tickets to this. People who buy tickets to shows go to see matches and the matches weren't interesting. Yeah, so that's why it has to be on my worst for this week. Agreed. But what about... Your first worst of the week. Denise. So my first worst of the week, I think it's obvious because it was on the headline and it was on the photo of the, <laughs> the YouTube thumbnail. And my worst of the week is all of WWE Raw. <laughs> and the only reason why I got the number one spot was because it took three hours of my life versus Rampage took one hour of my life. <laughs> so I'm putting all of Raw in worst of the week and i know people are going to come for me but you know what this is my show this is my opinion i get to say what i want will did you watch all of raw live this i Monday? did watch all of raw uh, okay most of raw live i i okay uh, most of raw that's all i need to know most yeah. of raw i watched all three hours live okay live baby and i don't know what the viewers habits here are i don't know if you watch on dvr if you watch live i don't know what your viewing habits are but mine was that i watched this show from 5 p.m to 8 something till it finished live all right and nothing of any interest whatsoever besides a solid main event that we got was good on this show i was looking at the clock every 20 minutes i was snacking uh i only snack when a show is bad uh hence why i was eating potato chips on rampage too um bad shows make me snack okay that's an indicator um <laughs> i'm watching this and i'm thinking all right something good has to happen on the show they start this off with the judgment day and i mean i already went into details about why i did not care for this on the raw post show but it was just not good stuff. 
There is a lot of material that I just cannot get behind. I cannot get this. I cannot get behind it being a good story. And so I'm not a fan of what they're doing right now with the Judgment Day. I think it's bringing down a lot of the members. I'm just not interested in this whatsoever. And it impacted a match, which was pretty good, but it impacted my interest, which was Finn Balor and Anderson. It impacted my interest in that match because I was so turned off by the opening promo with the Judgment Day and everything that they did that I did not care for Finn Balor, uh, Carl Anderson. And this was a good match. I didn't get into it until like probably midway through the match, but I couldn't get into it in the beginning because I was just so turned off by everything that happened prior. So that was another thing. Uh, R-Truth versus The Miz. Okay, R-Truth having this moment in his hometown. Fine, thumbs up, whatever. But who the hell cares? Who the hell cares about R-Truth versus The Miz with um, freaking Gargano distracting The Miz? Who the hell cares? Theory versus Mustafa Ali. Okay, that was fine. I like what they're doing with Seth and Mustafa. Fine. Gable Elias having their backstage segment. That was funny. Okay, great. Cor Corbin Gargano. I don't know if I want to see Baron Corbin defeat Johnny Gargano already. I'm not a fan of the JBL Corbin thing. I already talked about this on our last show. Fine. All right. Bailey versus Bianca. They have a great match. Cool. We're, we just saw that match. We're going to see it again. And I just saw it right now on Monday. Okay. I need these things to be spread out just a little bit more. Um, and I also hate that this match, which was a solid main event, was the precursor to all of this was a not so interesting episode of Monday Night Raw. And to me, that also hurt the main event because it took my interest away where at that point I was just thinking this show needs to be over. I need to do this post show and I need to do something else with my life. Um, personally. And she meant like just wrestling in general. She's like, I, no, I'm like, just, no, I'm like, just like, done I mean, with this altogether. I just can't do this anymore. I've spent my whole life, but this one episode <laughs> of Raw has just ruined professional wrestling for me in general and i know i've sat through way worse raws than this okay but this one because it'd been a i think because it'd been a while since i had a really bad raw this was the one where i just thought oh my god i kept thinking what the hell am i gonna say on this show what am i gonna say there's nothing to say do you well, sense my frustration here will I do sense your frustration. I had texted you during this Raw about something specific on Raw. I was like, hey, how are you feeling about this one specific thing that and I, I just didn't like? And went Would off. You... And then she's like, Will, this whole show fucking sucks. What are you talking about, this one thing? Oh, thank you. And, it was you know one good moment. This guy brings it up. Rhea slamming Luke. That's it. Yeah, so I... I... And, and the funny thing is she did this to me again because I should have known. That this was a precursor to how the rest of to how this show was going to go because my worst pick is from Raw, but what's the point now? Because all of Raw sucked, right? And yeah. So, <laughs> oh wait. So, what, what, so you and I, I we didn't finish telling the story. You and I were texting, and then I just freaking went off on a freaking. I was so happy when you texted me my thoughts on Raw because I thought, okay, here I go. I got to let it out. I got to let this steam out. And then I even told you things that I wanted to tweet but couldn't because once you have a certain amount of followers, you're done. You can't even have the most basic opinion. You could be like, I don't like this wrestler, but I like that he does this and you're canceled. Oh, yeah. No, uh, you are a felon after, uh, to quote uh, Taryn, you're a felon after 10,000 followers. You're and done. So you're done. You're not allowed to have an opinion. You're a robot. You can't And say you have tens nothing. of thousands. So uh, there you go. Um, I mean, 
I, I guess I could just get into my worst because it's already been mentioned here. Um, I have to say, oh, no, that's, there we are. Will's worst. Will's worst of the week. Gargano and Corbin um, felt like torture. It, it torture. I was gonna say uh, waterboarding, but yeah, I suppose being less specific. Um, I didn't like Gargano at all on this show, and I've really been wanting to like Gargano um, because I do like Johnny Gargano. I think that there are ways to make him work. But I don't think he has the presence for WWE-style comedy. And that's essentially what they tried to have him out there doing this entire time. He was brought out there to torment The Miz, who, at the moment, is the least interesting act in all of professional wrestling. And so, and again, I know there's Miz fans out there. I know if I tweet that, that's a thing that uh, you can't You'll get canceled. Yeah, but... I just feel like The Miz has been doing the exact same thing for now 16 years. And here we are in 2022. Nothing changes with The Miz. Everything is exactly the same. Then you have Johnny Gargano interacting with him. And he's trying to do cutesy comedy. And it sucked. And it would, none of it was hitting for me. This was the thing I actually texted Denise about as far as what wasn't working for me on Raw. And I thought... Yeah, Johnny looks like a big dork out there, and it's real bad. And then, uh, and he he was completely upstaged by somebody who excels and Gable. Uh, no, I was gonna say, our truth. Our truth is the oh. king of WWE comedy, right? Like this is his bread and butter. Uh, and so, having Gargano go out there, and it's like. I think the fans are kind of giving him like kind of pity laughter, and then all of a sudden, our truth comes out there, and they're like, okay, this is a guy we actually find funny. This did lead to seeing JBL bring out Baron Corbin. We see Corbin versus uh, Johnny Gargano. Johnny had the longest match ever with Baron Corbin. I think when you have an uninterested crowd, which this crowd was real bad. This was one of the worst Raws. Can you blame them, though? I I don't even blame them. But like the fact that I thought Bailey and Bianca went out there and tore it down and couldn't get up yeah but that that proves my point though that i said earlier because it was you know the the lead-in was this terrible raw how could you blame them for not wanting to get interested into bianca and bailey right i can i can see that but yeah so you had johnny gargano going out there and uh giving the fans the least interesting longest match of all time i and i i say like I don't know. It just felt like it was just going on and on and on. When they went to that commercial break, I just thought, oh, my God, please don't do this to me. I don't want a commercial break. And we came back. But the worst offense of this was Johnny mid-match just stops and is like, hey, I'm just going to play with JBL's hat because this is the thing that people do during matches. <laughs> and he puts the hat on and then dances on the table. And then he goes back in the ring and JBL's gets off commentary and trips up Johnny and that leads to Baron Corbin winning. And I just thought that was the most cliche way, like the dumbest way to get somebody uh, distracted in a match. Oh, there's a lot of distraction finishes on the show, but for whatever reason, that just made Johnny look so dumb. 
Why would he do that? Why why mid-match would anybody just stop, let alone Johnny Gargano? That has never been a part of his character to just be like, hey, I see JBL's hat. So mid-match, even though this match is a thing that has countouts, I'm going to grab JBL's hat and just put it on my head and dance. This sucked. Uh, I This was the first time I walked away worried about Johnny Gargano of like, I don't think this is going to work. I think down the if they continue down this path, I can see fans turning on him. And I don't want to see that for him. I think that he is a very likable guy. I thought that his heel run in NXT was a mistake. And I just, I, I worry. I worry now, like, he has a lot of critics online. And I hate that this was the first week that Johnny Gargano's critics may, I, I ever felt like, oh, God, they're going to feel like them. they're right. Not that I agree with them, but that, man, they are going to have a field day. The Jim Cornettes of the world are going to, they are going to do podcasts about this episode of Raw, and they're going to talk about... <laughs> Here you are. Yeah, they're like, I told you so. Johnny Gargano is not it. He is not the man. Uh, he's everything we said he was going to be. And this show helped that, and I hate that because I like Johnny. That's my yeah. worst. Yeah, so I get, get it. Uh, yeah. And that's so, the thing, too. Like, you mentioned being able to do the comedy bits. Mm -hmm. Uh I think maybe the MC Hammer part was like, eh, it's ha, you'll get a ha out of it. But in terms of there's other people on the roster that are doing the comedy better. And that's why I mentioned like Gable. Like Gable's really good at the comedy that he does, that they have him do on the show. Obviously, R-Truth is another one of those. Matt Riddle's another one of those. But you either can do it or you can't. Because it can't come across as like really bad acting. Here's my joke, you know? It's got to be naturally freaking funny. And some people just don't have that. And natural I funniness john, i don't think johnny has it and i'm sorry uh i think there's ways to present johnny but this is not it and i don't think it's hitting uh we got a few more super chats and i want to read these before yeah. we get into the uh our best of the week matt logan says denise any update last night at gcw which i saw you there via fight on the strange non-finish to the alley catch match and taya um will high star eyes Thank you, so basically all I know right now is that you have to stay tuned to GCW social media pages. That's the last update I got on that. Okay. Uh, we also have one from, Oh, I've got to scroll. Cause this one was actually pretty good back on the Marvel topic. It says if Taylor Swift got a role in Marvel, Denise would be hooked. God, I remember there was once a theory where a couple of Swifties thought that she was going to be in Marvel. I was like, guys, come on. That's not what's happening here. People got carried away. But yeah, she'd be great in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ain't going to yeah, happen, she'd but she'd be great in it. Ain't going to happen before. Well, well, let me correct my... It, it, it wasn't going to happen when that theory was around. It could happen in the future. I don't know. Maybe she'll get a cameo and she'll come out. And then I don't know. And then, I'd watch uh, it. Then all of a sudden you'd be like, yeah, I'm the biggest Marvel fan. What are you talking yeah, about? I've seen Biggest Marvel fan ever. I know everything about Marvel. <laughs> I know that Guardians of the Galaxy is part of Marvel. She did know that. <laughs> uh, not before like 20 minutes ago. but Exactly. Uh, Devil Kazuya 27 says, Halloween's tomorrow. What's the best Halloween candy? I think that just goes with the best candy ever is trolleys. And I will fight anybody who doesn't think otherwise. Like the gummy or who worms? Thinks, who, what? Like the gummy worms and stuff? Yeah, those trolleys. Uh-huh. They're the best candy out there. I don't care what anyone says. 
Um, I don't know. I am very much a Snickers guy. I do believe this hurt in... my teeth. Why? It's I don't just... know, but I can't eat a Snickers. I could eat any other chocolate, but if I eat a Snickers, it'll be like, I don't know. This hurts. Maybe I got to go to the dentist. Got <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's just chocolate, peanuts, nougat, and I think caramel. it's too sweet. It's too sweet. It, it is very sweet. But then I love trolleys, so. Too sweet. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say bite-sized Snickers, like, you can't beat those. But also, like. I think Reese's pieces, Reese's pieces are better than Snickers. Reese's pieces? Because I was gonna say like the the mini peanut butter cups I can I can see, but Reese's pieces really? All of them, all the Reese's. Okay. The cup, I... the jar, the jar is heaven. The little jar. The little jar. The little the tube, the tube, the little tube. You're sitting here going like this, Denise. I don't know. There, it's a little tube. <laughs> I don't know what you're supposed to be. Describing. Have you not seen the little tube where you? Look, all I've seen, all I've seen this week, Denise, is you describing your penis size, and you're sitting here going like this this week. So, okay, <laughs> you've had these, right? Or are they? Yes, M&Ms? I know what you're talking about. No, I'm wrong. It. It's M and M's. The but M&Ms they do have re- are the little tubes. But they they do have Reese's Pieces tubes. No, yeah, but even I'm the chat is saying M&Ms, like, though. Denise, stop doing that motion, everybody in the chat. The M and M tubes are really good. I get them, and I just. <laughs> No, I'm not even gonna lie. I'd be pouring them freaking M and M's. Oh, I just hit my eye with the microphone. All right. <laughs> okay, you all, oh you are all acting like you don't do this at home. Okay, watch the next time you get those M and M tubes. I'm, I highly doubt everyone's just like pouring, eating it on their hand, one little M&M, one by one. Uh, no, okay. Nobody so doing I, that. Uh, I have a confession. Um, most people who have been following me for years know this about me. But maybe Denise Salcedo does not know this about Will Washington. So I kind of have a little bit of OCD when it comes to candy eating. And so uh, I cannot, for whatever reason, just like eat candy like that or like like that right so (laughs) sorry i'm a savage but for whatever reason when i eat m&m's skittles anything that's color coded i dump them all out then separate them yeah separate them by color and then i eat them each each of the colors individually i know it's a weird thing i just like freaking can't uh, so <laughs> that's weird. I know, I know this, and I still do it. <laughs> you need to eat the the M and M's tubes. Watch, go to the like, market, guys. The, the, Actually, the, the, don't go to the market because they're not sponsoring me. Why am I telling you to buy their product? But if you just so happen to buy the M M&M and M tubes, watch. Pay attention to how you eat those. Okay, but I'm getting people in the chat that actually uh, do the same thing. So I guess I'm not weird. Or at least I'm not alone. No, you're weird. I'm not alone in my weirdness, though. But There's maybe uh, like two people. <laughs> like the no, greatest thing I've I ever had happen no. was that I had a uh, I had a bag of Skittles one time and I dumped them all out and sorted. And I had an even number of all of them, the same exact amount. And I was like, this is the perfect thing that has ever happened to me as a candy eater. Anyway, folks, let's get into our number ones. Denise Salcedo, what's your number one? Actually, I'm just going to venture a guess that we have the same again. Because the fact that it's not on our list, 
uh, tells me that this is another one of those instances where we can say Denise and Will best of the week. It's my Should guess. Should we say it at the same time? Sure. One. one. Two, two, three, three. Sammy Uso? Bloodline oh. and Sammy Saint. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Sammy Uso to simplify it. Sammy Uso. Yes. Uh, this was amazing. Oh my this god. Great. This was phenomenal. I mean, um, they have been doing such great stuff with the with. It's, I want to specifically say with Sammy Zayn as part of the Bloodline because there was a certain point where people will they were fed up with. There was, a, there was a lot of people online that were like, you know what? Roman Reigns is getting stale. Roman Reigns is getting bored. A, boring. A lot of that conversation has subdued ever since they added Sami Zayn into this whole picture. It was and, the same segment every week. And it's yeah, nice. Yeah, it was that true. It's, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm nice a Roman Reigns fan and I'm rooting for him. But even I can't lie and say that we weren't seeing the same thing every week because we kind of were. But um. Now that they've added Sami Zayn and there's all this beef between him and Jay and Roman Reigns is, you know, shoving it in Jey Uso's face after Jey Uso tells him he doesn't care about what the tribal chief wants and Roman Reigns tells him that he's going to make Sami Zayn a full-time uh what do you say like a full-time Uso and then he calls him Sami Uso and all of this was great because Sami Zayn's facial expressions are on point all the freaking time when he's supposed to be sad you're like oh that's really sad when he's supposed to be happy you're like oh that's so cheerful you know he just gets it very well but then you had this moment where all the members of the bloodline, especially Jey Uso, were like breaking. They could oh, not. Jay keep could not keep character. it together. Absolutely. He was like, I thought, I thought he was done. Roman Reigns, bless him. He has a magic hand because he put his hand like his arm around uh, Jey Uso, and I think that was the get it together, well, like, bro. Jay tried to turn to, away from the camera to like get it yes. out, and Roman turns it back around. Like, nope, we're gonna keep going here. This has to continue. Um, like you mentioned, Sammy's facial expressions. Uh. In the best way possible, the beard makes Sammy look like a Muppet. And um, and I say this in the kindest way possible because the way he emotes with that kind of happy look like reminds me of the way that a Muppet would like smile and like no. give that... No, no, no. Don't you steal my thing, Will. On my podcast, I said he had a SpongeBob face. Oh, because SpongeBob has very animated features like that. Like you've mm -hmm. seen the SpongeBob like crying face where his eyes get all watery and your heart breaks. And then yeah. when he's so happy, it's like the happiest face you've ever seen. He's got a SpongeBob face. Not okay. a Muppet face, a SpongeBob I, 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 face. I say Muppet face, you say SpongeBob. And I guess it depends on what you grew up with, right? But um, I just think that there was a lot to this segment. And that, uh, again, even with Sammy, there's a little piece of Bloodline segments that have kind of been feeling stale to me in that uh, you could almost set your watch by episode of SmackDown starts, uh, Michael Cole welcomes us, we fade for a second, and then Roman's entrance hits, they all come out, we get that awful um, AR graphic, and then everybody, it, we get a really slow entrance that takes forever, and then they stand in the ring, and eventually it goes somewhere, but like I said, you could kind of set your watch by it. I like that the entire formula was switched up here, that we started out with a match, that led to some miscommunications. The miscommunications then led us into Roman Reigns having to interrupt the bloodline because we've been seeing a lot of the bloodline without Roman the last few weeks. So it was nice to start with 
the bloodline without Roman because that's how it's been continuing. And Roman finally having to step in to finally set this group straight because there's been a lot of miscommunication between them, a lot of dissension between them, and the bloodline's got to get back on the same page. And the fact that Roman came out and he made them all stand in formation, grabs the mic and uh, reminds everybody, hey, what's going on here? We got to get this under control. You two got to squash this. Uh, Sammy was great here talking about, uh, you know, he's just been, everybody has taken to him. Everybody's taken to him in the uh, bloodline, really, except for Jay. And he doesn't understand what Jay's problem is. And Jay basically lays it all out. You're not family. This is my family. You're not a part of it. I don't know who you think you are, all of that. And then <laughs> he's like, I don't like your hair. I don't, I don't like, like your, your face. <laughs> I don't like your shirt. <laughs> yeah, that was I love my favorite part. That's great stuff. And then when Sammy said, look, the tribal chief said, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says. And that love Roman looks up. They do the zoom in and the crowd reacts instantly. But Jay doesn't budge. The best part was they could have taken that any direction. It could have been a way of Jay like realizing he said something wrong and kind of backing down or cowering. But Jay kind of just kept this aggressive look like he doesn't care what the tribal chief says. Up. He's yeah. over Sami Zayn's Sami Zayn shit to the point where he doesn't care about upsetting Roman Reigns. That's yeah. good stuff. I think we've it's all really been stuff. there. That's uh, relatable. Exactly. <laughs> it is. And uh, again, Jay was great here, but then it all breaks down in the best way possible when Sammy grabs the mic really quickly and says, he's not being very oozy. And the crowd <laughs> loses it. It starts chanting oozy. And Jay cannot keep a straight face any longer <laughs> he is trying his hardest roman starts cracking up you can see jimmy behind them just dying and in the best way possible this segment kind of lost control they kind of got it back in order <laughs> but again every couple of seconds you see jay just falling and he's back like into the his own pivotal face. part. Like, if anybody can't break character, it's Jey Uso. He he's the one that's like the one that has to be really, really upset at Sami Zayn. But even he's just like, "Fuck, this shit's too funny." And if you look at the screen, like you go back and you watch that, everybody's like trying not to break, and then Sammy's just like, he's very, very much into it. Like he, he's he doesn't break. Obviously, no. Uh, it was great stuff. It reminded me a lot. These segments remind me a lot of jimmy fallon back on saturday night live where he would always just start like corpsing through sketches because he couldn't keep it together and that was just the the jimmy everybody knew jimmy fallon as the guy who couldn't keep it together and this reminded me a lot of that uh and but then it was all it all came together when because you could see the tears like coming out of jay's eyes of like i cannot keep it controlled and then when he said i'm gonna have to name him sammy uso all of a sudden Jake brings it back around. Uh, he's able to be like, wait, what? That You can't do that. And then it all wraps up. This was a great segment. This is great, compelling television. It is weird that there's like nobody. Um, it's, it's weird that this is all for uh, the, the core feud here is still with like Logan Paul. And I forgot about Logan Paul. I know. And that's the pay-per-view next When week. you said Logan Paul right now, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what's happening. Ooh. <laughs> That's the feud that we're going to That's the match next Sunday or next Saturday. That's the next pay-per-view. Oh, six days from right now. We're watching that in six days. And yet, uh, and so that's kind of the only piece where I'm like, at the moment, 
nothing wrestling is coming out of this. I know eventually there will be. I know I, I have a feeling that when Sammy is no longer a part of the bloodline, whenever it comes to the point of them turning on Sammy, I am expecting a segment that I can put at the level of Festival of Friendship, which to me is one of the best Raw segments of all time. And I think they could pull something off to that level if done correctly. And use that to bring Kevin Owens back uh, into the fold. So uh, there's a lot of this I'm very interested in. You know, I like when we have the best, when we have the same best of the week, because I just feel that really solidifies its strength. You know, like this was so good. Two Mm -hmm. people with totally different opinions decided to have this as their best. I think this is the third time this has happened to us. So it's great stuff. stuff. It is. And hey, Patrick Malone says, hopping in to pitch a new segment slash show called Salcedo Snack Time, where she talks about everything she hated that week. I should wait like hated in wrestling or hated in food or just well no no because you said you snack when you're bored so therefore yeah (laughs) so therefore you would be snacking through talking about what you hate yeah that's true (laughs) it's true because when a show's really good I'm like tweeting I'm writing notes I'm like yeah I can't wait so my brain's not on food when I have time to sit back and I'm like oh I'm a little bored oh it's in the kitchen I'm gonna go get some some chips Mm -hmm. you know yeah. That's not a good thing. Uh, Sheldon Jackson says, it makes me curious to know whether or not the Usos retain or not versus the Brawling Brutes because they can go so many directions with it. Uh, I think they they have to retain. Um, I kind of hope they don't retain. I feel because like... Because to kind of further the fact that there's this whole dissension going on with the bloodline and things are rocky and then they don't keep their titles, it could be, you know, just further, just cause further damage I feel like the payoff to the Usos losing the titles has to be Kevin and Sammy. That's because true. you know they've already hinted at the idea of Kevin trying to pull him Sammy away from them. I feel like the ultimate payoff to that should be Kevin and Sammy winning the titles from the Usos months down the line. And so they're already hinting at the Usos t- breaking the uh the all-time record and they're just a few weeks away from that. There's no reason to end it now when they're so close. Okay, I like your idea better, Will. So that's so it. I'll change my opinion. <laughs> well, we did it. We made it to the end of uh, this show, and great picks all around this week. I only got to draw have two things I like, but they were great things. Uh, so next week we'll be back to normal. Yes, and speaking of back to normal, hey, Will, do you have anything you want to plug? Sure, Denise, thank you for asking. So uh, don't forget to check me out. I am on Fightful every Saturday, except for this Saturday, because there's a pay-per-view this Saturday, so therefore there won't be a Grapsity this Saturday, but there will be a Grapsity on Friday. Oh, shit, then that means I'm on Fightful on Saturday. I was (laughs) like, oh, that's my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So instead, you can catch Grapsity on Friday, and that is still going to be at noon Eastern, uh, and that's at 9 a.m. Pacific. And then you can also catch uh, me on Day After Dynamite, and that's at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And that's pretty much it for things I've got going on this week. What about you, Denise? Um, before I uh, give my plug, I want to give a shout-out to Josh Wong. Uh, Josh Wong, after last show, sent a really nice, just quick message saying that he was listening to our show and sent us a screenshot of him listening to the audio version of it. So I saved it, and I wanted to make sure to make a mention. A lot of people have been tweeting us, like, 
you know, their thoughts on this show, leaving comments, etc. And I'm very happy to see all of your feedback. So please continue doing it. And I'm going to try to pull up some of those uh, throughout these shows to give some extra mentions and whatnot. But we seriously appreciate you guys uh, for watching the show, whether you watch it on YouTube or you watch it on the audio version and all of that. Uh, this channel just hit 73,000 subscribers, which is nuts. So please make sure to uh, click that subscribe button. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Uh, the channel is growing. Also, Promo Wars. Promo Wars just went up with myself, Phil, Reg, Will, all of us out there in our silly Halloween costumes, etc. cutting promos. People love these shows. And I think the second you watch, you can watch them all because they're evergreen. They're not timely. Like you can watch them whenever. And they're just really funny, really silly. And also Smack Talk Showdown will be sponsoring this podcast starting next month. So I'm really happy about that partnership. So if you guys can just check out those videos, leave some comments so that they could know that their money uh, being invested in this channel is well worth it for them because that's how you keep sponsors coming back um so please make sure to go show them some love if you can uh last but not least twitter and instagram at underscore denise salcedo and that's pretty much it for us we'll be back next week yes we will check us out next week same time that's youtube.com slash denise salcedo see you next time have a great day peace